Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hello, and a warm Mancunian welcome to all my incredible listeners out there. I'm Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, your friendly host, and you've just tuned into the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, where I share remarkable social impact stories from the heart of Manchester every Tuesday throughout the season. This podcast is a celebration of the unsung heroes, the change makers, and the passionate souls who are making a real difference in our vibrant city. From social enterprises to non-profits and community groups, I bring you the voices of worker bees and volunteers, all coming together for a common cause. Through heartfelt conversations, my guests share their experiences, dreams, and unwavering commitment to making a difference. From the challenges they've overcome to the triumphs that fuel their passion, their stories will leave you moved, enlightened, and brimming with hope. Join me on this audio adventure as my guests and I explore the transformative power of collective action and the remarkable impact we can create when we unite for a common cause. Their tales are a testament to the power of community, collaboration, and the indomitable Mancunian spirit. They not only address pressing issues right here in Manchester, but also offer insights and inspiration that resonate far beyond these boundaries. So whether you're commuting, on a run, or just relaxing at home, I invite you to tune in on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also log into my website, www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. Let's embark on this journey of discovery and inspiration. For my new listeners, you can catch up on the incredible stories from the first five seasons at www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. .uk, where you'll also find out more about my own journey as a podcaster. And to all my returning listeners, I can't thank you enough for your support. You make this podcast possible and I'm immensely grateful. So join me as I continue to share these inspiring tales of change and community support from the beating heart of Manchester. Together, we can spread a bit of good news spark meaningful conversation and inspire positive action. Thank you for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian community. Welcome to the sixth episode of season six of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. Passionate about supporting the community? We hear from Shaur Sandster, CEO, MGT Youth, 
in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Shar Sangster, CEO, MGTU. Thanks so much for taking the time, Shar. Thank you for having me, Deepa. I feel honored to be here. I'm also really looking forward to hearing all about it. Tell me first about how you found your passion for supporting the youth. Where did that come from? I've always been good with younger people. I've always felt so innocent. I think because I didn't get as much attention I wanted as a, as a young person, I think that's probably where it came from. It was never something that I thought, oh, what, I'll be a youth worker or anything like this. It was just a natural thing for me. And I always used to sit about my friend's sons out because they had kids before me. And then when I had a son, I only had one. So I used to sit before my friend's kids out. So it was like a little youth club anyway before I even became a youth club. That was really good. And thank, thanks so much for sharing that. And it's really interesting that you had your own uh, youth club because of your, uh, you know, your son's friends uh, before you got involved with MGTU. So tell us about that. How did you get involved with MGTU and what does it do? Now with MGTU, came about through the lockdown about the natural passion books. I was a beautician before the lockdown and also a part-time youth worker, become a part-time youth worker. But I only did it for two years. It was a friend that made me do it, say, just come along and do it. It's only a few hours a week. So I did it and I enjoyed it. But I always thought about my beautician work and when I open my own shop. So that was my focus. But in lockdown, we have that time to sit down. We always want time to stop and it never really happened and it did then. And there was a lot of time to think, to see what was around. It started off because there's a lot of social media going on and I have a lot of interaction with social media with the young people. Uh, through the lockdown, I had an Instagram page and we was going to use it for the youth, but we never actually used it. It was just there. But through the lockdown, I've seen a lot of the young people posting music videos and seeing it was getting a bit bored after a while because lockdown went on a bit longer. So I decided, I've got my son as well. My son was with me, he's age 15 at the time. And he was like, well, you know what we should do? Put them all in a talent show online. So I says, oh, that's not like a good idea. So I said to these young people, send your videos in. And then we could do an online talent show. And it basically went from being an online talent show to then we start talking to young people and you have a personal interaction and you find out there's other issues. So then we just started to do online discussions, online radios, funny videos with me and my son, just to keep the spirits high of the young people. But it came so popular because it's online. The young people were sharing it. Those people from young people from all over UK, even different parts of America and Africa and stuff, got in contact with us. And then adults was getting in contact with us. So it just went from there. That is really interesting. Obviously, lockdown is over. But that would have been a very important service you provided at the time. Is there a difference about the services you provide now to the community? What are those community projects you're involved in? I did so much. I couldn't really say so I need to look online to see how much I'm from. During the lockdown, we found the world's poverty happening, plus a lot of losses in deaths, as we know. And that became a, loss, a lock of income for a lot of families. I found a way to get in touch with food banks and then as the lockdown was slowly released, we was able to go out a bit more. But I've got some of the young people that were local to me, we ended up going to the food bank and delivering food to, to the families in the areas. And we went on to hearing other issues, like the NHS. We do the NHS event at one, one food bank event. Like an Asian community, we're not really getting in touch with the NHS as much as we should do. And obviously there's a lot of trust issues since the lockdown. So we started doing projects with that. So it was like little issues from 
the youth and the community because we'd have discussions they'd pop out they still, we had a lot of knife crime at the time because there was a few young deaths unfortunately so we, a lot of knife crime awareness projects you know there was a lot of young pregnancies so we highlighted that started talking about sexual health awareness and stuff but we also did phone things like going out we really started being totally free from lockdown now to do events we've been fortunate enough to be able to link up with other youth organizations and other organizations within the community. So we've been able to go out with them on their projects. I've even done a 15K skydive to raise money for cancer. That inspired a lot of young people to think, because people was like, I mean, that we're never jumping out of bed. You don't see a lot of black people doing skydive, but now I've found that a lot of my colleagues are now jumping out of the plane and facing the fears. With MGTs, I'm really just trying to make people enjoy life and appreciate what we've got. A lot of anxiety and depression comes from just thinking about what you've not got. So I'm trying to show people appreciate what we have got. And if we all come together, we're stronger. We can help each other. Really trying to touch awareness that important to us now with online social media. There's a lot of young people now that feel like they have to meet up to what social media shows, which is basically, we all know is probably a lie. And it's, it used to be a normal for the videos, but now you can't even just put a normal video. You hear me getting stressed, the background's got to be this, the makeup's got to be this, 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 even if, and it's a lot of peer pressure for the young people. So I'm working on a lot of projects with things like that. We also get involved with the Manchester Carnival, which is a Jamaican culture that is celebrated all over the world. And um, in all the carnivals, we have a parade. A lot of our young people, honestly, they don't do the, the dancing on stuff. They're more like we have a youth where they can perform and sing and dance. However, a lot of our young people will help in judging the parade or keeping the community safe and making sure they're all in the road. So we just do things like that. So we basically try and get involved in as much events and projects as possible and try and make sure that the community can get involved as well. We do a lot. This is really interesting because you cover a very varied range. You must tell me more about the carnival later. Uh, That sounds like something fun to check out. So what are the challenges that you've faced on this journey? There must be quite a few challenges that you've had to overcome. I come from a community. I've literally never been the person that went to college and made the right decisions and went to university. I'm literally like a little gangster from a community. <laughs> the one thing that I'm glad that I made my wrong decisions and chosen the wrong boyfriend, honestly. And I can't say chose the wrong boyfriend, but you're coming from a community. There's not a lot of guidance, honestly. My parents needed guiding, so they couldn't guide me. Couldn't my grandparents couldn't guide my parents because not coming from UK, they all came from the Windrush. And then having kids, well, my grandparents probably couldn't understand what was going on or didn't see the dangers. It became the same thing that my parents couldn't really guide me. So I was going out with a little gangster boyfriend, getting myself in a lot of problems that was selling drugs. And even though I went to work, I never really seen the dangers of being with a, a boyfriend like that until. There was a lot of problems between him and another gang member and it became endangered himself and endangered. And I went through all this sort of stuff and then literally decided to be a change of person. I think me coming into the youth organisation, what my challenges are the youth organisation, sometimes it took him, taking me a while for them to take me seriously because I don't talk the way everybody talks and I don't have the lingo from the university, you learn a certain way of speaking from university and I, I don't have that speech. So sometimes I felt, oh, Shara, she's so sweet. She says it, but I'm actually the voice of the community. But because I was determined and I couldn't, was continued, 
I've broke through and a lot of the organizations do respect me now and do take me serious and don't think that I'm just here to make a name for myself and see my passion now and they do see my heart. So it's taken a long time. But then what's happened is now I've got into the organization, the community that I was with feel like I've got all these little ways of getting them through the net and they can get you a job tomorrow with high place, can get you on BBC. No, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Now I'm getting the community to really have more faith in me rather than a bit of the jealousy. I feel like being a black woman in the community. I heard an Asian lady. I wish I could remember her name. She was really inspiring to me because I could really relate. And she was saying that even in her own community, as a woman, it's hard to be powerful because even the women don't feel like they want a woman to be powerful. They're quite happy for a man to be powerful and make change. But as a woman, I don't think they were comfortable. And I still get it. I do find one or two, not many. We do have a lot of empowering women that together with queens and we empower each other. But there is a still some where it's like, who does she think she Whereas if I was a man, I wouldn't have that. So there's some yeah. of the challenges that I'm facing, but I'm determined to overcome them because I'm focused on change. I'm not focused on anybody's thoughts. I know what's needed in the community because I listen to what's out there so I'm determined. I love that. I totally agree with you about women supporting each other, but also being role models because this is what you're doing. Like you said, you're helping other people face their fears. Amazing that you've come from kissing the wrong frogs, as I say, yeah. to really being a role model. And it's very inspiring and keep that up. It's just amazing. There's lots to learn from you. And my own personal experience is that there's a lot of drama out there. So now my new philosophy is not my circus, not my monkeys. So you want to have your drama? Do that. I'm going to go focus on my purpose and my passion. And you can do what you like. I don't yeah. need to get involved with that. No, no, we don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You just got to stay focused. I'm not going to lie. It's mentally draining, especially when you're dealing with so many different people and you're trying to make change, you're trying to help people. But you can only help people that are willing to make sacrifices and that's what I know. So I'm not really going to sit here and kill myself for anybody. That's not really going to make the change because I have had to make the sacrifices to get where I am and I'm not going to bend backwards for anybody else because it's not how the world works. I love that what you said then about my circus and stuff because it's totally, I'm going to be honest, it's not easy. It was a lot of mentally draining. I'm going to be honest, I had a few arguments sometimes, a few mental breakdowns. And it was hard. It, was, it isn't always easy to just be human and it affects. You have to constantly work on that. It's But I call it detoxing to take yes. out people, organizations and other things that are not supportive because ultimately there's a lot of people who can benefit from the good things you're doing yeah. but you need to also take care of yourself and give yourself those breaks yeah. that's what i had to came to know because because you know what happened you have a break and i felt guilty for having a break but now i don't literally if you don't have a break your brain don't think straight and mm -hmm. i really worked myself over and one time where I got myself really ill and I had to just lay down, but I was glad because it was God telling me to, you need to relax and think. Yeah. And I was so happy for the break because it made me remember what I was here about and I just stay focused on that. And now anything that comes on me does bounce over waters back now because I feel sorry for that person because I think, oh, bless you. You obviously got your own issues for that and it's not my issue. I go by the matter of what anybody thinks of me is not my business and that's it. Absolutely. Build your resilience, build your support system, because that's yeah, really yeah. important as well, having a little circle of support. But I'm sure you're doing all of this. Back to the questions. And what's the impact that you've made? You've talked about so many causes. I don't know how you're going to share, but 
pick maybe one. I always allow my guests to tell us how they like, if they want to share one person's story that they've helped or a number or anything. I think I'll talk about this one because she spoke about herself. We had a young girl. I won't say her name because she's no, on my page anyway. So if you want to find out, she's there. She actually speaks quite openly. When I met her, I didn't realize at the time. This young people have made me think so much about, made me change. This is why I say to people, they are young souls. They're not people that don't know anything. And if you listen to them, it makes you remember what life's about as well. Because when I was younger and innocent, the way we made friends and hug each other, it was easy. But as we get older, it changed. Why did it have to change? So I think working with young people has made me remember, made me realize what life's about, honestly. And I feel so sorry for them with this pressure. But this one girl, why it hit me? Because they're so strong. They have this such a strong layer on them. And you never think, because of the way they act, that they're going, you just think they're okay. Because they're just like, whatever, man. Whatever. Okay. We've got this little lie to you. But really, if you ever break it down and forget about all that and get to have a proper conversation with them, there's sometimes there's something behind them. And there was this young girl. And what happened was, it was accidentally through the talent show. I started the talent show. And then she was doing, I noticed that she popped up on my page doing a talent show, but nobody was really watching her talent show. So I contacted her and said, hi, I like what you're trying to do. But I noticed that you don't get a lot of interaction. No, nobody watches me. They all watch yours. So I said, so would you like to join our podcast and join our talent show online? Oh my gosh, she was over the moon. She came along and she did the videos. Like I said, the talent show actually became into a radio show. So when it became a radio show, we met each other coincidentally. I met her independently, but it just so happened then that she was a friend, a, one of my son's friends from school. When we all found out and met each other in person, we, and this was then, so she's been a presenter and everything all of this time. And then one day we went to a project and we were talking about the changes of lockdown. But this girl, she we went to the project and she was speaking about her life. And I don't know, I think it was a self-love love project that we were speaking about. And she was sat there. This is after working with her for nearly two years. And she spoke and she says, I just want to say something. I just want to say, and she broke down and she says, through the lockdown, I felt like I wasn't going to make it through the end of the lockdown. And she says, I was looking up line on how to commit suicide quickly without no pain. And it must have been the same week that she thought, this is, I'm doing it this week. But I messaged her and I said to her, what are you doing with your talent show? And she said, I saved a life. I literally saved a life. Oh. I saved a life with that message. After that, she started speaking to me about a few things. And she did talk to me, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't never thought she felt suicidal. So I just know she was a bit fed up with the lockdown. Stuff happened. It wasn't great. She said in the book that she didn't know what she was going to do after the lockdown because of all the changes that was happening. She just felt like that career choice was just out the window. So she just didn't know what to do with herself. She just felt like she didn't want to be here. She's seen loads of people on social media doing so well, and she's just not doing that well. And through working with MGTY and me highlighting certain awarenesses like social media, but the way it's all really a load of rubbish. There's a lot of people that are totally broke that are on social media, have a great video, and yeah, I was highlighting so many things. And even talking about my own stresses that I was going through, she felt more human about like what she was going through was open. And now, she's now, off to work in the police force. She's going to college and she's doing whatever it is she needs to do. She's doing the unit, become a police officer. But she said that she don't think she would be here today 
if it wasn't for just working with me. And she says, MGTY has given her a play. She says, I know it's corny, but we're really out. I've been late. She says it all the time. So oh. that one of my real stories. Deep. I have a few like that, but I think that one sticks out because she's been with me the longest. I think it's amazing. And it's that power of connection and purpose, exactly like she said. And it's a lovely story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope she does very well as a police officer. I'm sure she has many years of community service in her. <laughs> I'll be wonderful. One of my guests uh, talked about, again, mental health and feeling like they wanted to, at their lowest point, wanting to kill themselves. And they talked about the importance of somebody asking, how are you feeling at least five times? Actually, we all have that image and that mask that we keep, try to yeah. be strong for everyone around us. But yeah, it's important. How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? Where do they find you on social media? Where do they find your website? And is yeah. there, if there is a carnival, where can they find out about that? <laughs> yeah. With MGTY, we call Manchester's Got Talent Youth because it's not like just young people singing and dancing. We do a lot. I could just mention to do a lot of stuff. It's about Manchester having talent. There's a lot of people that do amazing stuff, all first I think. And there's a lot of projects and events. MGTY don't really do a lot of events because there's so many. Most of our events are together with other organizations because we like to show togetherness. Our website does need updating because we're a very small organization, so I need to get there, but it's still called UK. But to really find the most updated information, go on my page on Facebook, Shah Sangster, or go on my Instagram page, MGTU. And from there, you'll see other pages. We've got a promotion page, business page, where we do something similar to you, where we highlight just the local Manchester businesses and organizations. Anyone that would like us to do a project with them, we've got a lot of networks that so please get in contact because we love working with other people. Thank you for sharing that. And what advice would you have for people looking to do something similar in their community, whether it be across the UK or in another part of the world? I really think it's important. If you really want to do it, because it is hard work, you mean it, but make sure you have to probably do everything on your own. Work with organizations. I find out what's missing in the community. Find out what other people are doing as well. Because if somebody's already doing what you're doing, it's best to join up rather than having a separate one. I feel like we need to work and have more unity. Find out what you want to do. If there's anyone else doing it, join up and try and work together. Because together we're stronger and you can add and make things better and improve. Be open to listening. Really listen, not just get your point across as well. Just continue. Stay focused because it is draining. You want to give up, but don't. Because if that's what we're all put on this earth for something, and if that's why you're put on earth, it's not going to be an easy road. It's going to be bumps, bumps, but keep going because we need it. Thank you. That's really great advice and definitely lots to consider there. An opportunity now for you to talk about anything I haven't asked you about. Anything coming up in the autumn that you want to highlight? Basically, what's coming up at the moment. You can't see what well, I've got a few awards up here because last year I won three awards and I was pretty chuffed because it's like in the first two years I've been, we've got the current organization, which is on our Caribbean African Health Network. They've been on our podcast, Dr. Yes, Charles. They are my besties. I absolutely love Caribbean. They're so encouraging. They're one organization really unite other organizations. I love them so much. And they have a big gala once a year that has. Local MPs and a lot of councillors from Manchester Town Hall. So I think about it and they do it at a beautiful spot. 
and they give out awards. But for example, last year, my son got Young Person of the Year, which I'm very proud of being a single person. My son, Sarayo T2, he is one of the young inspirations of Manchester, I'm proud to say. He inspired a lot of young boys to be involved in gang crime and them to follow the passion he has been only 19 he runs his own business as a barber and he's still in college so he's realized being a barber you're like a counselor so now he's studying counseling at college as well because it's true when you go to your hairdressers that's who you tell all your problems to and he's <laughs> the same thing so that's why he wants to do counseling now but he does a lot of projects and events in the community he's also a host and a dancer so he really is pushing that along with some other young boys there's a few young boys like them that are amazing i got commitment to balance because I've been out here litter picking and cleaning up, getting the council to clear areas so we've got clearer paths for the young people. So I've been doing a lot of health and well-being in the environment for the community. And then my, my organisation won the young people's organisation of it because as a group, we really came together. We really worked hard and it isn't just about me, it's about us young people empowering each other to do the best we can to really work together. And we've actually... Even though we're a new organisation, we've inspired other organisations to work together more and do similar projects like we do, which is missed out. What else We've got a history month in Manchester Cathedral. A couple of years ago, I was awarded for being inspirational black, black History Month. I was really proud of that. The Black History Month is coming around again and we will be having performance, spoken word, rapid singers coming to Manchester Cathedral to celebrate Black History Month. It's all positive and it's all about unity. It's all about bringing together. So no matter what colour you are, we want you to come along and celebrate at Manchester Cathedral. Them details will also be on my page as well, on the pages I've mentioned. That sounds really interesting and I'll definitely try and check it out if I can. Now come to the signature questions that I ask all my guests. And the first question for you is to describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase. To describe us, with every down-to-earth, happy-go-lucky people, and it is what it is with us mostly. Two very ignorant people, but I'm working on that. <laughs> and I'm part of that ignorance. I'm learning now, though, but we like that. It's been, I've, I've actually inspired and encouraged. It's so good to encourage other people like myself because, you know, before when I first started this, I never expected, like people like yourself, deeper. I still am so honoured to get calls from people like yourself honestly even bbc chrome i feel so honored because before i never thought that anyone like that yourselves would be interested in me and because i just talk like me like i said i've not been uni like that i am going and that's another thing i'm starting to go into education and it's pushing my friends and people i know to come with me i've got people that i, I get inspired from because they're older and doing the same thing but it's good that they're going to meetings and i really do talk about the way we speak Anyone that's helping organisation, you need to know how we talk because a lot of us haven't been to uni and stuff. And I think that language breakdown causes a big problem in society. I work with a lot of homeless people and feed the homeless and I've bought them presents at Christmas, hat and gloves and stuff. And I've spoken to them. A lot of them are homeless, not through drugs, because of the literature that came through the door. They didn't understand it and there's no one to support them. So it's really important that I think this language, that organisations and services start understanding the literature that they're sending out in letters and also help us speak to the community. Just speak normal because we don't understand all that. It's quite stressful. I think this is something that the government's trying to encourage, that plain English, right? Yeah. Don't give us the fancy words. Yeah. Give it to us simply and yeah. tell us exactly what you expect us to do. I think you know. that sounds like a small thing, but honestly, 
if the government was to implement that, the amount of changes and less people homeless and more people in jobs, obviously there would be. That alone would change yeah. the communities. Yeah. I've spoken to a lot of homelessness charities and maybe I can link you up with some of them because yes, one of them is very interesting. They actually encourage homeless people to become guides for Manchester, invisible cities. And we can talk at the, we can talk at the end. I'm sure there's a lot of things that maybe we can collaborate because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's, uh, I've now spoken to almost 70. You're part of that. Uniting people, which I love. So thank you so much, Dick, because I looked at oh. you this is amazing. Absolutely. And thank you as well, because it's always great to meet people who are passionate about that. Can you share a Mancunian who inspires you and why? If I can only mention one, it's going to be difficult to mention because there's literally the person that inspired me. And I think I'm going to go with some because the reason why I mentioned this one, because I could say somebody, but I think I'd better feed to someone that you can kid. So I'm going to say, his name is Cecil G. And he's from Moods Radio. And he inspires me because I met him recently. And he reached out to me to do an interview on his radio station. But then he, yes, he said to me, would love for me to come on. No way, I don't think I can do this. And then he sent me his link to listen to him on radio. I, I think he's inspiring because... I feel like he hits, you go on the radio stations, interactive radio station, and it just changes your whole week because he plays a little bit of music, but it's also about real conversation. And you feel like you're just in, when you're listening to him, you feel like you're just in the living room with your friends and just having that conversation. A lot of other DJs are on there as well. And it's just normal, everyday people. It's not people that are like superstars. It's just people you can relate to and speak to every day. And he does, it's all about mental health awareness. And he talks about things, I think, are important, even relationships. Not many people are thinking, it's starting to now. Things like that, and the young children and families. He talks about things like that, as well as anxiety and depression. But he also hits notes that we do get depressed about and stuff. But it's just like a range of different normal people from the community that you can relate to. It brought together on a radio station, bring these changes into the community. And he went to a lot of, like I mentioned, in the carnival. He has a little suite in the carnival. Very different. So even though he won't be part of the carnival, it was like a little relaxing area where you can still see the madness that's going on, but you don't have to be right in it. And he's just so amazing. Like, he doesn't forget the people that, because there's some people that do suffer with anxiety, do suffer with depression, don't want to be out there. I'm not really into the hype of the radio, but they're just chilled. And he provides that and makes you feel equal it's really good i'd love what he does you'd have to listen i'd love these yeah i definitely want to listen and maybe even speak to him because he might be a great guest thank you for that and yeah there's some very lovely radio stations which are community focused and like you said they bring people from the community who host because of their passion for connecting with the community and making things better what's the most important life lesson you've learned so far i think Having, on, having a lot more understanding of everybody and knowing that I'm not the only one anymore, that's a life lesson. Really knowing before you feel that like you felt, especially honestly as a black woman, I feel like I'm supposed to be so strong and powerful and not supposed to have any weaknesses, but now I feel it's okay to say, oh, I'm lonely today, oh, I'm fed up today, and someone will help talk to me and say, oh, this is it. I can even listen to Reed's radio and feel like that alone in the box. I know that there's always someone, there's always someone out there organization out there, service out there, that's there. I'm not a model. 
And that's a life lesson that nobody needs to feel on their own. And anyone that does need help and that feel like, oh, they're going to look down on me because that's their problem, not yours. Do you know what I mean? We just don't feel like that because we all should be out helping each other. You know, so that's one nice lesson to anybody out there. Don't be stubborn about reaching out for help. You really can reach this amazing people out and there's always someone that can help. So yeah, that's an important life lesson, I think, for me. I think so. I think because, again, somebody's recently said we are the most connected in the world, but we're also the most disconnected and isolated. And there's a lot of people who, I think, because of lockdown, they haven't gone back to interacting with the world yet. And I think it's a very powerful life lesson. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? If I could have one, what would it be? I think I'd make everyone need to want anything. Everything you need is there. Because really in the world, you do this, there's enough money, there's enough food, there's enough everything. There's enough, if somebody wants to do your hair, there's someone that can do your hair. It shouldn't have to be, everybody, I think that's one superpower. No one needed to want anything. We can help each other. We didn't have to struggle so much. And that's it, really. Even yesterday, I was watching the nurse go into work. And I wanted to cry. Why is she walking? She got chauffeur driven. She saves lives. So I wish I could change anything, like making sure people got what they needed. And everyone suffered. That's a great superpower. And the world would be so much better. So thank you for sharing that. Is there a funny story you'd like to share with listeners to end? I think men's is just funny anyway. You just have to stand there one day and just <laughs> well, in general, I'm just a funny person. I walk into the room and I say what everybody thinks, what's Sha gonna say today? Look <laughs> for me, what room, what's she gonna do, get herself in trouble today. I think one of my fourth fluffiest moments was when I was invited to a, a GMP and we were having a general conversation with all the managers, these big sergeants of the constables of the police and we sat there and everything and we're talking about he was talking about race and stuff like this and he at one point he said he can't change racism so i jumped up and i said can i say something i said you actually can change racism because i really feel like i didn't know it was racist but i feel like i probably was a little bit racist where we used to being young i looked at white people as in a sense of and it wasn't that it was racist. It's just for being black and learning about slavery and everything. I felt like the world owed me something. So anybody that wasn't black, but of a culture, like black and Asian, you fool. But anybody else, he was like, who are you talking to? Don't tell me what to do. Eight slave days now. It was that attitude. So I actually spoke to him about that and said, but learning and learning about the world and knowing that actually white people go through the same thing. Black people, we all have our own issues that go from it together. I said, you can't change. So um, even though that wasn't black racism, it was still a form of racism because I still had that colour thing in my head. So I said, but that's got rid of now that even though I still know culture, I don't put anyone down for whatever, we just did. Because now, I said, the white because some of you white officers are looking all right, or you got one there, blue eyes, looking around. <laughs> and the whole brain just went, I was laughing after all that. And then not lying, that meeting went all over. And the mother cousins was that said, I just want her to come. So I think that's one of the funniest moments. Because honestly, every time I speak to one of the GMP now, there's like, you like a girl that runs your blog. Even the other day, they still mentioned it. And this was like, how many months ago? And I'm like, oh my God. I think that's one of the highlights of the moment. But I think it's nice. I think it's nice to just go in the meeting and be yourself. All too often, I go into these meetings and people are like, hold on up. And then I just come in and dust myself, literally, and I, I really appreciate that they accept me like that as well. But also what happens is it does like a wave effect. People start to relax because I think when you're yourself, 
then we get the real issues out. It's one of my funniest moments, but it's also a good point. It's a really great story. And I think it speaks to you being on your authentic self. Yeah, exactly what we want. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I've learned so much and I'm looking forward to checking out uh, some of the things you've talked about, like the Black History Month, as well as the carnival. Thank you so much, Shah. This has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Shah, I really enjoyed learning about supporting the youth today. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the sixth episode of the Meet the Man Curian podcast, season six. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode or log on to www meetthemancunion.co.uk to listen to all the episodes and learn more about my podcasting story. Next week on Tuesday, 17th October 2023, I speak to Anjali Sweeney about supporting mental health in the youth. Thank you for joining me on this enriching journey through the social impact stories of Manchester with the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunion podcast. I hope the stories you heard today have sparked the fire of inspiration within you. May they serve as a gentle reminder that no dream is too big and no passion too small. Your feedback means the world to me. Visit www.meetthemancunion.co.uk to share your thoughts, suggestions and the causes that touched your heart. Your input helps me craft a podcast that truly touches hearts and makes a difference in your in our community. Your feedback means the world to me. Visit www.meetthemancunion.co.uk to share your thoughts, suggestions and the causes that touched your heart. Your input helps me craft a podcast that truly touches hearts and makes a difference in our community. Stay connected with the podcast on social media. You can find us at The Rate Meet The Mancunian on Instagram, on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at the rate Mancunian Pod. Sharing and leaving a comment would be a fantastic way to spread the word and build a vibrant community of change makers. Before I sign off, remember to introduce this podcast to your friends and family so together we can amplify the impact and reach of these incredible stories. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian family. Your support fuels my passion and I can't wait to bring you more compelling stories that will touch your hearts and fuel your soul. Until we meet again in the next episode, let's keep creating waves of change together. Remember, the world needs more Mancunian spirit, so go out there and be the change you wish to see. Take care. Stay inspired. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100. 
and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.